so Top Gun. Yes. I loved it. And you know, I have seen, and you've heard me talk about this. I've seen the Val Kilmer um, documentary. Oh. Being Val or something like that. It was beautiful and so hard to watch. Oh, really? Is he a mess? It was very well done. Yeah. Um, So what is it about Val Kilmer? Is he a mess? So he's basically recorded has recordings of him on film from the time he was a child. Oh, wow. All the way, all the bat behind the scenes of every film he's ever done. You know, music. He's got a lot of behind the scenes stuff and a lot of early 8mm that he was doing with his brothers in the backyard at the time. And I mean, he's a true artist. He was an actor's actor, for sure. Also, a bit of a difficult person sometimes because he had very strong opinions. And so... Um, he developed, I think it's throat cancer Mm -hmm. and he had the choice. You can either not eat anymore or you can not speak anymore. Which do you want? And it's a, it's like a a Sophie's choice, right? You know, and he chose to eat and not speak anymore after being an actor for all those years. So he's got a a stoma. So all that was real in Top Gun? Yes. I didn't know that. I think Tiff might have told me that. No, it's totally real. So it was very... Spoiler alert. He didn't... You haven't seen it? No, but that's okay. Oh! No, it's all right. Well, no, no. He's in Top Gun. That's all you need to know. He's he's in I knew that. And, um... But he's alive. He's very much alive. Yeah. Very much alive. But still, just... It was hard to watch him that way when you saw him in his prime. Yeah. And, uh... I had to turn it off after 30 minutes. The documentary. I just, I was just like, I can't do this. It right now. was hard. Yeah. It was heavy, huh? Mm-hmm. It, it, it didn't intend to be, but it was. Yeah. And uh, you know that's the beauty of Top Gun. So Top Gun takes you down a you're getting older. Totally, feel. totally. And how you're still relevant. You know, he takes mm-hmm. back his relevance. Yeah. In this this movie, and that's kind of what we're all probably around the age. To yeah. still be needed. Oh yeah, and that's what the movie was. I and the it, essence. And to it me talks was about that. also burying your fears. Yeah, and the oh, things yeah. like it's clear from the narrative without spoiling it <sighs> that we all have things in our lives that hold us back, and we may be conscious of those fears or we may not be. And uh, I think in the case of the movie, he wasn't. He wasn't. I don't think conscious in the front about what was really driving him and so many decisions he's made you know if you hear from joe dispenza joe dispenza talks about most of us are just running a program that guy's really cool he is yeah he's interesting when he talks about the nature of consciousness yeah and our theme today is consciousness um he he talks about how most of the time almost everything you're doing unless you're totally present in the moment you are running a program. And those programs get set when you're like four years old. And imagine if you've had trauma um, of any type, it gets set and imprinted in your cells. So trauma holds a place in your body physically. And that's why some of the work that um, you know certain therapists do is to remove the trauma from the body tapping is a 
mm-hmm. another a, a mechanism to do that. I don't know. Have you guys mm-hmm. ever tried tapping? Yeah. Doing it right now. Yeah, yeah, me too. Right here. Here. You know, um, here. so that guy was also talking about, and so does uh, Billy Carson talks about this, is that our we have ancestry trauma because it's imprinted in our DNA. Sure is. The idea that whatever happened to our relatives, you know, our ancestors, yeah. you know, as a, as, a, as a human race, but also individually, like your great-grandpa, your, you know, all those things are imprinted <laughs> into your DNA, <laughs> sure. and now you have that same DNA. Even though you, you didn't experience it consciously, mm-hmm. um, DNA is like the best storage <laughs> um, yeah. memory storage it's like bitchin memory storage it's like organic memory storage and so um i don't know how many terabytes or god i <laughs> what's higher than a terabyte yeah it, it's pretty incredible right and and you're right so i it wasn't billy carson i heard this from but learning about like your ancestors have been through famines mm-hmm. because let's be honest you're here mm-hmm. so clearly you had ancestors that survived the plague mm-hmm. Oh, um, that's a good, famine, that's drought, floods, all that stuff, or yeah. you wouldn't be here. And wow. that all of that is imprinted. Every cataclysm that has ever happened, unless you're extraterrestrial, every cataclysm on this earth has been imprinted in your DNA, and you, ha- and you have some memory of it. You just can't access it so at a, will. A, another imprint is, <laughs> this one's interesting too, is what we eat, the cow that got slaughtered, oh, the DNA of yeah. the cow that got slaughtered, She's the trauma. The, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, they, that's another theory mm-hmm. or thought is that no, it's, we're ingesting that trauma to some degree. I don't know. I don't well, know enough about that, but I did hear that. And I no, found that you're right. I think I'm fascinated by that. So let's break it down. So, in order for us to have energy as human beings, we'll use the language. We have to consume um, food. Food has energy. We talk about energy as carbs, and we talk about it as protein, um, and we talk about it as, you know, I guess it's carbs, protein. Is sugar sugar is a category. Is it? Sugar, not really. It's glucose, we, it's glucose yeah. but it's like straight glucose. It's carbs. It's like nuclear. Carbs have some. You have to translated into glucose mm-hmm. but anyhow the point being there's a btu value for for whatever that is right but what you're referencing is the energetic imprint so mm-hmm. if every thing that's ever lived has energy you eat the cow you eat the deer you eat even the plant you're consuming the the uh, life force of that oh. thing. Um, <clears throat> and live, vital foods produce the most life force in you. Um, that's why the, sh- the, you know, the protein, that's why you need a lot of protein. Carbs is a fast burn, right? You know, that's, that's usually plant-based or, or whatever, grain, that kind of thing. But, I mean, literally, you're consuming the sunshine that, you know, created the grass that the cow ate or mm-hmm. the, the, the grain that the chicken ate, 
It was all, it's all sunshine. At, at one point, it's sunshine and soil and minerals. And so, you know, when you break it down like that, it's absolutely fascinating to me. Wow. Um, that that's, that's what we're doing. And I've said this, I think, to you guys that, I mean, some days, I, I love food. We're, we're wired to love food, right? Like, it's about survival, but it tastes so good, right? <laughs> but, you know, plants don't eat. They get their energy from the sun. Well, that's from a form soil. of eating, isn't it? Well, that's yes, that's my they're, point. Because they're absorbing, so ingesting. Do you think we'll ever <clears throat> evolve to not have to, you know, physic to eat the way we do now? That just mm. to absorb the nutrients from the sun. I guess we would have to have a hormone inside us, like chlorophyll, which is what plants have. I'm calling it a hormone, chlorophyll, which. Uh, would then convert into energy. Sure, when we're synthetic. <laughs> well, when well, we start getting printed and putting consciousness <laughs> in our printed bodies, we we, we, we won't need any of it. Eat whatever well, we want. We've kind of had this discussion before, and it was remember the throwback to do plants poop? Oh my gosh! Oh, that's right. I forgot about that <clears throat> question. Yes. So Pooping. I mean, like when it comes to our position in the universe, it it's at the right exact spot where we can have this yeah. combination of oxygen. Mm-hmm. You know, without oxygen, we wouldn't be here. With the rock itself, the earth, yeah. you know. Like if you think about it, you think, okay, we've got plants, we've got soil, we've got clay, mm-hmm. we've got stone. Minerals. That- we've got all this stuff yeah. that's just around us mm-hmm. that – actually make us mm-hmm. you know it's like some i have a f- friend that i work with and he within the like last two years became vegan and <clears throat> you know you can slaughter a cow but where does the cow get their energy from mm-hmm. you know Plants. they're not eating other animals unless they're ingesting it in the right. in the bales of hay that you're feeding them but um, you that know could I mean? be dangerous stuff, though. Too and veganism can, if you don't do it right, man, it could, it could shrivel you up. Uh, Bi- Billy Carson, yeah. again with Billy Carson. Yeah. Well, it would, it would take that. a very long time. Yeah. You would slowly, you know, change your, you know, metabolism. You would change. Yeah. It wouldn't happen because people can go weeks without eating. Right. You know. So you you'd have to like. I have a friend who um you got a lot of friends. I do. It's not yeah. the same friend. It's not the same friend. It's a di- I have another friend <laughs> oh. who was vegan for a very long time, <laughs> right? And she was having issues so bad that she was like I have to start eating meat yeah. protein. Yeah. I've heard that. Yeah, I've and heard that, that changed too. her life. Yeah. She she thought that she was doing the right thing for so long. And then when she started, and I'm not an advocate for either if you want to live your life this way or live oh, your life yeah, that me way, too. right, right. But um, you know, some some people just have to figure it out. So uh, the Billy Carson thing, and this was recent that he'd come out, and it's been a I I don't know if it's it's it, it's been a minute now, <clears throat> and he looks back to normal. But I was seeing him on the documentaries and all the stuff he does, a little more sunken in, you know. He, but the guy works like if. You, you ever heard of, uh, never heard of Billy Carson? Look him up. He's a fantastic guy. He's, he's into a thousand wonderful. things. Wonderful. 
He's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. But he was starting to look real sunken in, and it was interesting. And you figure this guy is into so many things. He's got so much going on. He just looks overworked. But what he was doing was he was only ingesting kale, kale and one other thing. And it got to the point where uh, he was killing himself. Yeah. He hadn't realized it. Because, you know, it worked for him for a while. It was like, this is working. And he but did it was it all digesting those... his muscles and his bones. Yeah, and he was eating himself alive. And, yeah. and it was, and what he said is, I had to get off it. I didn't want to. My pride wanted to keep me there. And then he was saying, sometimes in these diets, what happens is you've said, I, you know, this is the lifestyle I'm going to lead. This yeah. is who I am. And you promote it forever. You don't get off it, even if it's crushing you. Because your you, you, ego won't let you, you yeah. know? And he said he went through that. Like That's pride fucking with you. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. But mm-hmm. you stay on it because you've committed to mm-hmm. it and you've told everybody that, you know, cows are the devil. Yeah. It, who knows? I, I, maybe cows are the <laughs> devil. But I'm just saying it, it, that goes for a lot of They're things. They're destroying the ozone. They're pretty yeah. sweet. Yeah. <laughs> they are. But their farts are <laughs> yeah. destroying the ozone. <laughs> Bastards. So we're on to consciousness tonight. Yeah, we mm-hmm. are. So the big, big, big question is in consciousness. What is it? What is it? Where does it I? come from? Who am I? Is consciousness just part of your brain or is it outside your brain? Is it collective? Is it collective? Right. Are you tapping into the ether? Mm-hmm. Is it a frequency? Is it, is it, mm-hmm. are our heads giant antennas that are receiving a frequency? Either I, I love this topic. This is a really important topic because it 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 dips into all aspects of science, metaphysics, and faith, mm-hmm. um, like nothing else can. Mm-hmm. And I think that that little voice inside your head, that thing that talks to you when you're by yourself. <laughs> Right. Who is that? Is that who is me? Is that something else? Mm-hmm. And then we have to, we use a whole bunch of words to kind of describe it. And I think even the, the words are inadequate. Um, no matter no how doubt. Hard we try. I don't think we have a good way to you know they're they're coming well science has always been under the, the umbrella that it's just synapses firing. Yep. It's part of our brain. And when we're gone, consciousness is gone, and that's it. But that doesn't explain yeah. explain near death experiences. Um, I I say that it's possible that doesn't explain placebo effect. I mean, there are, there are a couple things there that are pretty pretty obvious. Near death experiencers are seeing themselves outside of their own body, mm-hmm. and they're having a conscious commu- conscious conversation with themselves not attached to their bodies Mm -hmm. that right there says that you know i'm a firm believer that this is not just part of your brain i think this is a lot more this is spiritual and science wrapped into one there's another animus something animating this this body i've i've you know i'm not settled on the thoughts but i'll share with you some some hypotheses and one is that You know, this body is an electrical, organic um, vehicle, the body we have. Firing on some synapses. Meat suit. Absolutely. It's a meat suit with a lot of very intricate wiring. Or the greys call it a container. Yes, it's a (laughs) container. (laughs) And 
that this thing called, that we call spirit, probably a terrible, not even the best word, but it's the one we have, a spirit or a soul um, animates. And once that spirit or soul moves out, the meat body's still left. And we think about death as the death of the meat body, but I think the body can become uninhabitable. So if you're this amazing, energetic spirit inhabiting a body that's not useful anymore, and you can't perform the work that is your purpose here, whatever you deem it to be, is that what happens when the body dies? You choose to leave it because it can't, you can no longer animate it in such a way that will allow you to do what you think is your purpose. Like what is, what is death? Why, why do we have to die? Why can't it just go on forever? Why does, why did, why does that have to happen? Because we decay. We're organic. I mean, maybe that's not because we could replenish ourselves. I'm wondering. Yeah. I mean, I think when we talk about frequency and energetics, I, I do feel that, and there's some evidence that. We don't have a shell like a tortoise. Mm. Yeah, they live a long time. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? We don't have we our skin is very thin. Yeah, right? It's not hard like keratin. Yeah. And the sun the is nails. kind of beating us down most of the time, right? The radiation oh, yeah. from the sun. Not right? as much anymore. Oh. Because we live in air conditioned houses. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> He's only saying cuz we don't get out much. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But you get out a lot, so. I g- um so the body, there's some evidence to suggest that, that somehow our body has been, um, what's the word? The DNA has been changed so that we can't live longer than 125 years. There's some evidence that humans lived a lot longer. Yeah. Um, Prehistoric. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, though some of the narrative is that, oh, you know, back in... I'll, I guess Nephilim. the n- medieval times, people only Nephilim? lived to be 30 years old or whatever. Nephilim were the giants. Yeah. Nephilim yeah. were yeah. A, a race of giants. That, but they lived for a long time. That right? were supposedly mixed with humans. Hundreds right? and hundreds of years. Yeah. Oh, it was them that were? And, so. and humans also, like the time of, you've heard of Methuselah. Yeah. Um, I believe it was Noah who lived to be 500 years old. Mm-hmm. M- Methuselah was... 600 or 900, something like that. Um, the point being, something happened to where the humans we have now, we maybe live longer than we did 50 years ago. <laughs> At least, maybe. I don't even know if that's true. Um, but we seem to expire mostly around 80. That's gone up yeah. from 60. Um but we have more and more centenarians, and people say it's because of our health care. And, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, I don't know if that's true. That sounds like a great narrative, but I'm not sure that's true. Maybe not our health care. <laughs> well, I think it's consciousness. I think if you meet a, an older person who is spry with it, even you know, nuns, for example, we'll get back to that. Someone who's you know playing games and puzzles and laughing and engaging with their community those people live a long time people who mm-hmm. are isolated who don't get out who don't laugh they don't last long i don't know i think it also 
uh, has to do with like your belief and your outlook. No, that's hundred percent what I'm talking about. No, I mean, but so you, you can be completely isolated, but if that's the way you want to be, then it doesn't affect your mm-hmm. health. Right. It's your perspective. It's your perspective. Sense of purpose is a big one. Yeah. And for for we humans, it seems to be a big thing. Well, yeah, that that's a great. Uh, so when people retire, there's some motherfuckers in Alaska that live a long yeah. time. They do in Asia and and also and Asia they're like out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Right. I so agree. think about when you retire. That that's a big one. You see people go downhill after they retire. Their sense of purpose right is gone. So usually, they, you know, I think they get up a little later. So uh, there's uh, Tiffany, um, her her, her uh, dad, Ray, yeah. he's 78 years old, and he can crush a golf ball, and he walks around <laughs> like he's 20. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. And the guy just retired. Ju- I mean, this year, That's retired awesome. yeah. from two different complete careers. That's awesome. And it's it's, it's helped him last he's longer, He's got a s- sense of purpose still. He plays golf every day. That's his purpose now. Yeah. He's pretty damn good at it. That's, he's still loving it. Yeah. I do think that sense of purpose is huge. And so back to consciousness, I think that sense of that spirit and, and mm-hmm. what it feels it's here to do and what it what makes it happy or enlivened is what keeps us younger. And, and it can go the other direction. I, I know there have been studies about nuns and monks, like people in the monastic life, you know, people who live a life of the mind, we'll say, uh, through faith in these ca- in this case, but not even, even professors and, uh, you know, people in academia, art, even some artists, if, if they're the happy kind. Um, <laughs> yeah, people, people living long, long lives because of their sense of self and their, and their commitment to life. Well, you, you brought up monks <clears throat> and artists, but monks also have the tantric, the tantric, yes. you know, vocalizations. Yes, yes. So And, and nuns have their rosary. Right. I'm just speaking of the Catholic faith in general. But, you know, people living that lifestyle are committed, um, very committed to their faith. And I think it, it, it makes them more buoyant more resilient against the things that life mm-hmm. throws at you. And I think that's a big challenge also, is how buoyant can you be? Um, and I think, I think we'd all agree that, you know, the, the, the events of the last few years have been uh, a, a true test to the resiliency of the spirit. And um, many of our brethren have not made it out of that. Because it is difficult when things don't make sense. So talking about consciousness, we asked if it was in the ether. And I think there is something to that. Uh Because I feel like we're on this collective journey, right? Like we're in relationship with one another here in this room. And we have relationships outside. But but we've made a choice to, to be in relationship. So, you know, there are times even with just you guys where we have an idea at the same time. Yeah. And we haven't hung out with each other enough to be like that. But somehow we're tuned in to the same 
channel. I think we're physically connected, and I think we all are. We just have not discovered that yet. Yeah. What do you think that I looks think, like? I think it looks like spider web, like they always talk about. Yeah. I think it's a physical thing. These little tiny strings that are connecting us. Energy. Threads. Connecting our brains. Probably more or less. Frequencies. More, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Tuned yeah, in. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Because you've, you've been out of the country. Yeah. In, obviously, you've been out of the country. Yeah, I've yeah. been out of the country. And it's it's like you go to a different, a foreign country, mm-hmm. yet you can still relate to somebody mm-hmm. the same exact ways you can relate to somebody here mm-hmm. most places. Right. You know, I'm not talking about places where it's dangerous. Yeah. But like you can go to other Western countries or even some Eastern countries and still relate to people and have relationships with people, even if it's very brief and you're just talking to a waiter. Would you view that as a, I'm going to put words around what I think you're sharing and that's, would you view that as a collective consciousness? Mm. Is that what, how you would view that? Because regardless of culture, like that's, ir- that's irrespective of culture. I think it's the atmosphere. Okay. Of, of what? It Hope? Could, I don't know. Okay. It could be Perfect. a collective consciousness okay. because you think about, you know, we were just talking about the giants. You, you just go back a couple hundred years. And yeah. even though there was some wretched stuff that happened with colonialism, yeah, there was still people with empathy oh, yeah. that had love, you know, that went against the people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... There was still connections back then from people who didn't know, even know what you were because mm-hmm. you were a different color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you were there was a lot of big word alert xenophobia mm-hmm. when people were much more isolated and anything other yeah. was either very yeah. interesting and intriguing. Think about the Polynesians when they were discovered by Columbus mm-hmm. and of course ultimately killed and conquered and their culture assimilated, but, but you know, there's either intrigue when someone is so different from or you fear. or fear. It, it could go either way. And I think. And ignorance. Oh, well, yeah, clearly. You know, another thing that you were talking about, how people relate to each other, even in foreign countries. One thing I always think about is how much you can read through somebody's eyes. Like, I may not be able to, like, yeah. tell you, yeah. but you can read in my eyes whether I'm. Uh, in need of something or whether I'm happy. I mean, there's just so much in somebody's eyes. Right. And, you know, they say eyes are the windows to the soul. Maybe that's little. maybe that's really true. Like we are not, we're seeing these eyes, but from behind our mind, mm-hmm. we're peering behind those eyes into, into people's souls. Yeah. You know what I mean? The mannerisms, all those things that we picked up on, we're so good at it. I mean, it's amazing how good we are. To I can pick up on a small little thing that you did with your eyebrow to see that you're pissed off about something, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we no, catch that. I, yeah. We catch that. It's, it's you know, re- relatability. Yeah. It's 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 empathy. It's connection. Like I can, yeah, I can read yeah. what you're saying without mm-hmm. saying it just but to is your it, face. But is it not a form of telepathy, though? Even mm-hmm. though you're seeing it, it, how does it come to you? What if you can't see? What if you can't, you know, when your senses are, are missing, you can still, you still feel. Yeah. Like blind people yeah. hear better than anyone, and yeah. they f- sense energy in a way that, you know, seeing people right. don't. 
I'm I'm gonna go off tangent. Tangent. Real quick. This is a tangent alert. Tangent. Ding, 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 ding. Doop, doop. Conspiracy theories. Doop, doop. Oh, I love. These. Have you seen the one where there's <laughs> there's this evidence? You can watch videos of this where Stevie Wonder can actually see. Oh, really? Have I you have seen this? Not seen this. There's like interviews with Shaq, where he's talking about being in an elevator with Stevie Wonder. The door opens, Stevie Wonder gets on, and he's like, what's up, Shaq? (laughs) You know, and Shaq never said anything. There's a video of Stevie Wonder. Gotta look this up. There's a video of Stevie Wonder on stage with a bunch of other people. Uh, Mick Jagger walks in front of Stevie Wonder and knocks the microphone, and Stevie Wonder catches it. (laughs) Well, that could be sound. That could be like, you know, bats type stuff. The stuff. That could be some bad stuff. My world does not include Stevie Wonder being <laughs> with sight, a visual person. Anyway, it just rocked my world. God, <laughs> that's Check a, it that's out. a just... glitch in the matrix right there. That <laughs> yeah, might be evidence. The Mandela effect. <laughs> Stevie wow. Wonder is a seeing eye person. Oh man. Um. So I'm gonna go back to eyes. <laughs> Pivoting. Eyes. You know, watching you. <laughs> You're talking about eyes being the window to the soul. Okay, this might be a little creepy, but I'm going to ask a question. Have you ever kind of caught your own self in your in the mirror? Mm-hmm. And kind of like, and then like really looked in your own eyes? And it's kind of like, oh, that's me. Oh, yeah. And it's, and it's <clears throat> well, it's, what's the word? I don't even know what the word is. I'm speechless. Sobering, it's humbling, it's connection. It's a weird connection when you actually take the it's minute an awakening. to look mm-hmm. in, in your own eyes. And you can only do that in a mirror. But it's, I mean, it's trippy. It can be eerie. It, it's trippy. And, yeah. you know, there's some, um, there's a woman that you all may remember. Her name was Louise Hay. She founded Hay House and she was one of the people, who, I think, who discovered Wayne Dyer. It's one of my favorites. And Louise has since passed, but she did a lot of early work, and she called it mirror work, where you would purposely, it was mostly a lot of women who just hated themselves, you know, (laughs) self-loathing. And they would look in the mirror and try to, you know, get regain self-love by looking in their own eyes. And I'm sharing that because I feel that's a way to connect to your own consciousness, which is um, kind of a pretty raw experience. But, you know, easy. It doesn't cost money. You don't have to buy anything. You just go look in the mirror and talk to yourself. I don't know. I'm kind of like... It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like... I think the mirror has hurt us as a species. Interesting. Oh, that's a cool way. I think the mirror has hurt us as a species because, you know, before modern era you had to look in like a puddle of water a puddle of water or something now even photography is not that old when you get back down to it and you use mirrors for photography yeah so i mean like uh you know that's just a thought but you got to be going way way back before mirrors i mean there's always been evil there's always been Mm -hmm. narcissism there's always been that but i think mirrors brought up brought up a self 
actualization where people look towards themselves a little bit more often mm-hmm. than we did before. All the time now. You walk by a, a building downtown. You know, I've been caught doing it too. You know, you see guys like looking, you know, doing it. And then the next person constantly, all the way down, all the way down the side of the building. These buildings are long, you know, and they're just constantly checking themselves out. Like, yeah. you know. Um, oh, as you go into a parking lot and every time you go to open your door, you look back and you're like, there's, uh, there's me right there. Yeah, there's me. And people are like, are you looking at my car? I'm like, no, I'm looking at myself. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. There's me, 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 me. Yeah. Um, one thing I was thinking about, and I'm sure you guys have, you've, have had this experience, some, probably, uh, uh, some sort of chemical or something you ingested where, uh, you, you can see, you see from the back of your head out. Yeah. Now, and that's disassociation for me was the, that's an anxiety thing for me. It's more of a panic. Uh, but I've had that, you know, obviously maybe ingesting something too. But uh, it, it's really, really bizarre to see yourself from the back of your head looking out. Is that making sense? To have you ever had that no, feeling? Have I you ever had like that a feeling? rearview mirror? No, more like uh, you're not just seeing your eyes. It's kind of um, you say back of your head looking out. So you're looking backwards. No, 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 no. It's like it's like it's not your eyes. It is your eyes. But it's almost like you're a little behind them looking out. Like you're, okay, like you're oh, a robot okay. inside, uh, or, or you're, you're a man inside of a robot. But you're like in the middle of your brain. In your middle of your brain looking, looking out. Through I haven't and you had can like, that experience, but that would be very trippy. It, it is. And it comes on to me it's, uh, it's, with anxiety. It's very dissociated. Yeah. It is. And I, I've had it. I had, yeah, it when I know I had a lot about. of panic. Honestly, I, I, have I have had that happen one time. Really? And it was a breakdown. It was a, it was a breakdown. Oh, good. So it, you're not, <laughs> and it wasn't induced by any substance <laughs> on my part. It was just a, so a what series is of bad things going on in my life at once. What's that? Are we trying to escape? That's what disassociation is, is to try to, yeah. That's what I was told it was. What's that? Mm. Surrender, dislocate. (laughs) I don't know if it's you're trying to escape. It's just a protective mechanism for your your ego. Understanding it's not really in charge. Oh. oh. And it could be panic. Well, that's part of it. That's fascinating, though. It is. I've done that sitting right here with you guys. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Just And it's nothing against, it's nothing, it's just like a thing where you're just like, I'm not here. I bet it happens often to many people. It does. There's not really a way to explain it necessarily. You know what I mean? You can't mm-hmm. just say, hey, were you just looking out the back of your eyes? <laughs> I mean, what it was that? That doesn't make any well, sense. Well, it's not, a, I don't want to tangent onto dreams, but I, I've had ser- some similar experiences in dreams, but wow. it's, you know, being very aware, being connected by the silver thread, you know, mm-hmm. while my body is sleeping, I'm, I'm floating, doing other things. Mm. I'm very aware of that. Um, there's an interesting one for consciousness. Yeah. You know, the, okay, so dreams. remote viewing. What, yep. That's huge. Yes, it is. Uh, uh, the OBEs, obviously, the out of body experiencers. Yeah. Um, there's more. There's quite a few more. This is what uh, Dr. Edgard Mitchell, Edgard Mitchell, the sixth man to walk on the moon who threw the javelin, he said when he looked back at the earth, 
he had an experience he's never been able to recreate. And it was extraordinary. And he knew at that moment that he is, it is all bigger than what we're looking at. His consciousness, basically he discovered his own consciousness. He came back to earth and opened up a whole institute. And the rest of his life was devoted to human consciousness and all sorts of other trippy things. But human consciousness was kind of at the center. What is it? He wanted to discover it. That's a beautiful story. I didn't. I wasn't aware of that with him. He's a fascinating guy. I, he, I think he died. He probably. Recently. You know, we've, we're losing that generation yeah. of of astronauts. But when you think about an experience like that, that up to that point, very few humans had ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, six six people. It's not have surprising had it. that. That he felt that dis, dis, disconnection. 2016. Yeah. Oh. It was very relatively, you know, and I think uh, John Glenn only passed away in mm-hmm. 2014 or something. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. A man who was curious his whole life made it to 80. I mean, 86 isn't a bad age. And he right? went to fucking outer space. <laughs> yeah. Think Under about G's. The, right. The radiation and the G forces mm-hmm. that, that he endured. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to, to, ask another thing when we you talked about mirrors this was really cool have you ever seen an animal any animal look at it find itself in a mirror our dogs all the time it's it's interesting right and and there is a there's a couple fun videos when birds see themselves in the mirror and they either get really angry and fluffy and yeah try to like peck at the window or there's this really cool one about the spider it's the spider that's really cool and theatrical I forget which one it is, um, small little guys, but they put a mirror in front of him and he puffed himself up and he's doing this <laughs> and, and he's having the best life just <laughs> looking at himself in the mirror. Really? And I have to look that up. Yes. Maybe you want to Jason put that up link, on our, link as she's him. talking about it. Cool. <laughs> so he's having a great day and you know, dogs and, um, you know, of course, cats and all animals and insects find themselves in a mirror. You gotta wonder what are they thinking? No doubt. I think what most of thinking? them think, "What's that other dog doing there?" Maybe because they look around behind it. I mean, or you I know. think at first, even babies do that. Yeah, but I still do it. <laughs> but <laughs> who's that guy? But at what point do they realize in their consciousness and their growth? At what point do they realize that? That's them. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure some animal psychologists can answer that question. But I do think it's looking at uh, creatures that are somewhat less conscious than than we are, Mm -hmm. less self-aware, I'll say, less self-aware than than we are, can clue us into where we really are on the spectrum because – I mean, some of us are even more asleep than, than oh, others. Oh, yeah, it's and I'm so not, complex, it's, us looking in a mirror with, you know, our giant egos. You can't even get to the root of it. You're not going to find anything real When you were there. young, like when you first discovered yourself in a mirror, did you ever try to do this thing, like where you're like looking like, where's the point where I can't see myself? <laughs> no. Ooh. Yeah, you're like, oh, okay, I can't. Why did my eyes stop right here? Yeah. Why don't they turn anymore to where I can see behind my eyes? Well, we can see behind our eyes, pal. It's a gift. Yeah, that's that's true. It's a gift. Yeah. But it but I you know, another point about animal or a curse. consciousness 
is that um, another point about animal consciousness. Have you noticed there's been um, more and more, I'm going to use dogs for example, because they're more eager to please and participate. Do we have than, to? Than cats. We're going we're gonna yeah, to right. use Do dogs. we have to? We're no, it's good. First. Cats? No, yeah. dogs are good. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty cool. Okay. Um, <laughs> you've seen that people are now starting to have these strips of um, buttons that have different words, and they're training the dogs yeah. to push the button to communicate with, with, the, word. with the humans with words. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they've got these intricate, really big, these dogs have large vocabularies and they're making sentences. Mm -hmm. Come on guys. What, what is that? Now you tell me that that dog is not ascended in consciousness as a result of being with us. There was, however, let me tell you this. I have a friend who, another friend, a different one. He's got three friends <laughs> I've got at least. Three, that is at least, three friends at least. Who his his father, when we were in high school, got sick and had like a heart attack. I think something was wrong. You know, whatever. And he was bound to the house where he couldn't go out or anything. And they have they had a dog, and he taught the dog like seventy five tricks, right? Whoa. In like a matter of six months. And he would go and he would take all the toys and he would put them all over the house. And he would say, go get them. And the dog would take like five minutes to go get every single toy, right? And he would do all these weird tricks like, you know, the spinning and whatever. So is it like really do they actually know what they're saying? Or are they just being taught this? Well, back to my first comment about programming. Oh, right. I think that through your example, we are able to see that we are programmed mm-hmm. to live in a certain reality. And if you don't have the words, the word pad near a dog, you stare at your human or you do stupid things to get them to understand what you need. Or you program, you learn, if I do this, they'll do what I want. It's really not different, right? It's Pavlov's it, dog. It, it is. But I don't. My question is, I don't know if it's if it's a, a form of ascension of consciousness, or if it's just programming. I don't. I, don't, I think it's programming. I uh, think it is in the know. case of I the dog. Know. But I, I'll tell you, I have a Jack Russell, and um, smart dog, very intelligent, and in fact, Did you name him Kurt. No, <laughs> no, Kurt. her name, her. It, her name is Pearl. Pearl. And Pearl. and Pearl is um, all white, and Pearl looks right through you. Like it's like you say something to her, and it's not that she's not eager to please, but she looks right mm-hmm. through you. Wow. And I don't think I'm projecting <laughs> that I I she knows things. Like she knows what I'm gonna do. She knows what I'm gonna say. Maybe it's just because she's really observant. Again, I don't have the answers, but I know that a lot we, of this. There's some of that, yeah, that yeah. little head turns. That's but supposed I, to be a sign of intelligence, right? I just feel that we're connecting. The more attention and intention that we put into our relationships with other beings, and it doesn't matter what the being is. Um, it could be a plant even, by the way. Uh, I think the more intention we humans put into our relationships with other beings, 
I think it, it creates a connection. It creates a level of understanding. It's hard to know what to call it. Um, but it is, I think it's, it's, there's so much evidence. Well, going back to consciousness, you've got programming that has zero to do with consciousness. Yes. Learning, you can learn some things, you know, on your own. You, you kind of program yourself, I guess, a little bit. But you can also earn degrees, certificates, yada, yada. But what is consciousness has nothing to do with that, right? No, I don't think it does. I, I think Conscious, you're right. It yeah. is. I am. I am that I am. But you can be conscious of certain things. Like, so my my question is, if somebody was isolated on an island somewhere and doesn't know any languages except for their own that they just made up, and we find this person, and they, there's no connection at all immediately because they're afraid of you, they don't know who you are, they don't know what you are, what is their level of consciousness versus our level of consciousness? Mm. Okay, <clears throat> but 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 you're talking about consciousness as as a connection. I think both those people <clears throat> have the same level of consciousness. It's just that's how it, it, you're talking about the connection between two consciousnesses. Ooh. But <laughs> I, you know. We're both conscious on the same level, just have had different experiences, but that's still, a, you're a conscious yeah. being. You know, like I, they, every, it's possible everything has a consciousness. A tree, a rock, I believe a frog. I for sure. You know, all these things, it's just a different, maybe the, the more self-aware mm -hmm. consciousness or levels, or maybe mm -hmm. the rock is the smartest one out here. <laughs> I mean, know. we don't know, like a, like a, know. Like a dolphin. You know, I mean, it, it's They're dolphins are incredibly aware. brilliant. They super may be smarter aware. than us. They have a bigger brain. Yeah, they do. They may have it more. If they had thumbs, we wouldn't even be here. <laughs> I think you're right. And thank goodness octopi are small. Yeah. And they have, I mean. And look at all that. That's that's. It's not. Yeah, I, I do think everything has a consciousness. And I think When so you too. think about, uh, we've talked about dimensions on here, and I I'm not well versed enough to to teach on this, but I will say that eleven, the, the eleven dimensions. I do think that the difference between a rock and a tree is probably a matter of level of dimensions and the vibration it's at. Like a rock is vibrating, just not as quickly as something else uh as a, as a tree intent you were talking about intent intent is and you were talking important. you were also talking about um which got me thinking the the programmed mind right the yes and the idea if you're going to manifest something you have to you have to visualize it like it's already happened yes. it's it's as if it's as if oh, it's yeah. done law of attraction stuff yeah and the idea that we uh we go about our, we've all kind of agreed to what this experience is going to be. So we, you know, this is what reality is. We've all agreed to this reality yeah. and our consciousness is making it happen. 
But if you want to break out of that, you have to manifest it. And manifesting means that you are going to predict, basically predict the future by saying, this is going to happen to me. And here are all the details, every yeah. little detail of how yeah. it will happen. No, how it is happening. It is happening. How does it feel? Yeah. How does it smell? Yeah, all of it. I, so I've yeah. done this. Um, I don't know if it worked. I believe it worked. Uh, I was looking for a, a sculpture project. Uh, that's, you know, that's the ultimate for me is to get sculpture. We do a lot of things, but uh, sculpture is a big one. I did, oh, man, I'd say at least two months is I have this little cot in my shop and I would lay on that uh, every day. I lay on it anyway, but I would turn everything off and I would visualize all of us, my whole whole crew, sculpting on something. And it was almost like a Statue of Liberty head is kind of what we were doing, mm. you know, in, in my in my uh, manifesting mm -hmm. you know and I, I here's you know here's here's ron over here and here's eric over here working on this where you know and, and it's somewhat hazy it's not like i have it all dialed in with what everybody's yeah. wearing but the essence was there and i did that over and over and over again and the phone rang and we got a giant sculpture project <laughs> and you know i don't there know if go. that was directly connected sure it was. but i have to believe that that helped in some way well, you you the, you directed it. You 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 drove it. Nailed it. You nailed it. That's it. Directed energy. It's mm -hmm. it's you pulling an organ. Your intention organized molecules from the quantum field mm -hmm. to manifest the opportunity that you that became what that phone call. Preaching good now. That's Absolutely. it. That's what it. On the scientific level, that's what you did. You manifested that by by creating it so perfectly in your mind that the particles from the quantum field had to form in the manner that you put them. And <clears throat> also having not as much attachment to the every detail, right. but having enough of it. that The essence. The essence of it so that yeah. it can come to fruition in the best way possible. So do you think that was spirit or God or a higher version of yourself i like well, the last one you said i like the last one too because yeah. i think maybe we're all a little god yeah, and i think we're sure. kind of creating this for as sure. one big source yep and we're so do you think that perhaps if you put more than one person mm. in and they have their intent focused oh. on something There's some good stuff there uh -huh. there was that study in new york city the monks came to new york city and for one week, they sat in a building. I don't know if it was a week, maybe a few days. Mm -hmm. They sat in a building, and they uh, they uh, chanted and manifest um, peace. Peace. Yeah. This was this was you know this one too. Uh, it, there are several examples of this, and mm -hmm. yes, I'm I'm familiar with it, and it's as true as anything can be. And all hospitals and precincts went down in crime and. And and yeah. deaths and all that, and then they and they put all that data together, and it had worked. Is this a Brene Brown thing? No, no I'm just kidding. It's not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I've heard. I remember hearing that. It's not. You did. Yeah, I remember hearing that. It isn't at all just her. Um, this is a thing, and I mean, I've heard some hypotheses also. So 
you know, there is a hypothesis. I'm not suggesting it's true. I'm putting it out here as something that's interesting. That the earth heating up is a result of all of the anger, uncertainty, and anxiety on our planet right now. Wow. And that that. all of uh, the collective consciousness is full of fear and anxiousness and all the things that what happens when you get anxious? When you get anxious, describe the what what it does to your body. Um, I get fidgety, so I I use a lot more energy probably, right. which would which would result in heating up a bit. Sure, your I blood pressure goes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sweat, and you can't hold a thought, a coherent thought. Yeah, yeah. Your eyes get yeah. darty. To so me all the time. <laughs> dar, dar, like right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh my God. Well, so imagine if as a society, as a planetary mm-hmm. civilization, we're all in fear. Okay, yeah. wait a minute. We've just had a pandemic. There was a lot of fear. 9-11, a lot of right. fear. Um, the latest war, a lot of fear. Right. Is there's There's a great deal of anxiety and uncertainty and lack of focus on what we really love. Instead, the focus is on what we don't like. And our politics and our television, even our sporting events. Mm-hmm. Boy, it's, that's it's a all good about one. this. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. all about competition, not collaboration. Nature exists in collaboration. It doesn't exist in competition. I'm not suggesting there isn't competition. I'm saying you know what's, its natural tendency is toward collaboration. You know what's crazy is we promote and f- fantasize and <clears throat> you know share and sponsor war mm-hmm. and comp- com- competitive sports. Yes. Head-to-head violence. Yes. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. sex is outlawed on TV. You know what I mean? Wow, right, right, right. Where are you going with that one? Well, it's just like you've got mm-hmm. physical attraction, forms of connecting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like everybody has to, I mean, you're born out of it out of this act of getting together, mm-hmm. we can't see a naked body on public TV. True. But we can see people shooting each other. We can see oh. people smashing oh, each other on the field. That's interesting. Yeah, violence versus love versus connection. But mm-hmm. when is it love and when is it porn? And I guess Porn is just down. a made-up construct. Yeah. yeah, it is. You know, I'm not, I mean, you go to Germany and you can watch videos, music videos with nudity. Right. You know, they have the same videos here, but they change them where they're wearing clothes. Did you know, check this out. So to to follow your point a little bit about, I guess we're going down the anger world. uh, But did you know (laughs) that, and even uh, my my kids' uh, soccer, they're having troubles finding refs. You know why? Because Because refs are getting beat up in the parking lot. Exactly. By the parents. Parents. So someone needs to beat up those parents before they get to the kids, the the refs. I mean, it's like, when's the cycle end? Come on, right? I can't believe that. They're having, they got, got, I mean, this is, this is 
high school Well, it's not worth sports. the money. They're getting paid like, you yeah, know, it's not that's like right. they're just volunteering, basically. That's right. Hockey is supposed to be the worst. I have seen uh, videos, you know, you can go down TikTok land, where the, <laughs> the parents are jumping out onto the ice, multiples going after one ref and kicking the crap out of them. I, I don't even want to go down that no, path. No, but, but it, the it point just we just off. talked about, well, the thing we talked about was this collective rage, Yeah. this collective anxiety, anger, sense of unfairness, yeah, and sense of powerlessness that, in my opinion, begets violence. It begets disconnection and the kind of disconnection that allows porn to run rampant. When you are disconnected from, you know, one another, the divine feminine and the divine masculine are not connected. You get, you get um, distortions mm -hmm. like porn. You get distortions like the kind of violence you see on television and in video games. That um, it's it's not okay. You can't watch that too much because it it does distort you. And and so my point is, I don't know if the collective rage and anxiety that our planetary civilization is enduring is creating the planet heating up or whatever i don't know that that's true i'm just suggesting that that anxiety is in the air the it's only in, thing that, the that, that flies in the face of that is that they're saying all the planets are heating up so you know the sun's getting hotter so, the yes thing is there's, so there there's is, other theories about that it's, it's possible that maybe we're affecting all of that so but. what you're saying is it's possible that our consciousness is affecting the earth and we're seeing floods mm -hmm. we're seeing mm -hmm. earthquakes it's exactly fires yep that makes sense to me yep. that, that part this makes... earth this earth is a living creature that yes, has it its is. own consciousness yes it does yep. that's tapping into yep. our consciousness yep. and it's pissed off mm -hmm. yeah and, and it's throwing up all of this it's churning and recreating and, yeah, destroying. What we're, what we're the only thing out. that's holding this thing together is gravity. Mm. Right. And at some point, that's not going to work anymore. Yeah. Well, yes, I love what you just said, and I'm going to add to it that there's another idea that, yes, the whole um, our whole neighborhood, our solar system at least, is heating up, and, and the temperatures are high everywhere. And... The theory behind that is um, we're moving through a part of the the galaxy that is very uh, magnetically charged, photonically charged, which causes everything to heat up. Is that up. like the Kuiper belt? Well, that's one. It's more than that. It's more than that. It's a. Aren't we lining up? Aren't we electromagnetic? If, if, situation. if you're on a plate, we are. We are like looking on a. We are on the top of a plate. Looking at all the planets, we're no longer, we're not like this, we're not like this. Is that right? We're kind of like right on. Well, if that makes sense. And we that. were taught that that the earth revolves around the sun in an elliptical orbit. We were taught that, but we weren't taught that our whole solar system actually also moves through through the, the galaxy, I guess, through space. And it, it's there's some. Uh, hypotheses that it moves in like a corkscrew manner so again we're on a planet that's moving that's in a solar system that's moving <laughs> in a galaxy that's moving so you know who the heck knows but um 
everything's kind of heating up. And I, I, you know, if you believe that we're all connected, it stands to reason, is that heat coming from the outside and we're being affected by it? The sun, the sun is flaring like crazy. Yeah. Or are we creating it in some Inside way? Inside out. I don't know. Why? I, I don't know. Why? <laughs> Why are we like running out of helium? Yeah, that's a helium's a problem. Why are we running out of CO two? Yeah, Our, well, not CO, uh, helium. What? Helium for sure. Well, you can't get dry ice anymore. <laughs> dry ice. We're running out of dry ice. Wow. Uh, that's that carbon. Didn't even think about that. Carbon dioxide. Carbon. What is dry ice? I don't actually know. That's the, for smart people. The chemical carbon. name. I know. I should know this. Carbon dioxide. <laughs> CO two. Isn't that carbon? Dioxide. I don't know. We'll find out. But. So here's an off topic. I'm going to throw it out because sorry to interrupt everybody, but it just just uh, it was recently a science scientist came out and you know there's always a new scientist coming out with stuff, but they're starting to get their head around the fact that uh, scientists. Uh, it was I think it was Mercury and <clears throat> Saturn or Jupiter and Saturn whatever they're seeing uh, an unusual gravitational pull. That there's a possibility that another planet is out there coming back in. Oh yeah. no! Oh yes! Wow! And that's that's real stuff, mm. and that's not just some big old uh, conspiracy. It's not X, there, or is it yes, something else? Planet X. Oh, okay. Yeah, the possibility that well, whatever you want to call it, it's but black, there is another night. planet coming back around now, and you're starting to see a pull on these two uh, well, these two would, major planets. That would um, there's a lot of evidence uh, in, from old books. And that there was, yeah. That 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 planet does exist, in fact, and it comes around every what twenty five thousand years, twenty five, twenty six thousand years, something like that. So Nibiru, baby. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. But what if that's affecting us? I, I you have to think that it would be. Mm-hmm. Anytime you bring a new planetary body, the you know the electromagnetic and gravitational, whatever the forces are, will will be modified. And yeah. this you and, add anything new. And this also goes into patterns because everything, even those you said twenty five thousand years, yeah. all this stuff is a pattern. Cyclical all the way down pattern. to, you know, like banking systems, mm-hmm. you know, seven years. Yeah. You know, it's Absolutely. like mm-hmm. mind boggling. Yeah, can you imagine that? Okay, so we don't even know what twenty five thousand years. We got nothing. We just have ancient history telling us. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, and now we got the James out there, James Webb, and 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 it's seeing things, and all of a sudden it pops over to the old planet X, and bam, it's there. <laughs> Holy crap! Hey, another some... planet. Yeah, there's some pretty significant <laughs> shadows. <laughs> old James Webb's been catching some shadows. Yeah. The shadow. Oh, knows. on Jupiter. I wonder if they're even showing yeah. us. I wonder if, if they would see something. I nope. don't. I can't imagine that that would be shown. Yeah. I just can't imagine. There's no way. It. I thought they've probably seen all sorts of shit yeah. out there, man. And we are not <laughs> all sorts of every day. I don't want to freak out anybody. There are whole buildings working on all the crap to not I'm show us. Yeah. Freak out the evangelicals. Come on. You know what, you though? If you're going to show, if you're, okay, but if you're going <laughs> to, if you're going to finally have evidence that you, that, you know, if you want to get this out here slowly, you show it way out there that there's something 
that can't hurt us. And that's the way you bring it in. You know, yeah. you just show us way out there and then we get used to it. We get used to it. Well, it's a way not to freak us all out. Well, I just, I, I also want to say that, you know, last week we saw two major launches. Um, one to the moon with Artemis uh, was scrubbed twice. And then this past week, um, a wonderful little company named Firefly was trying to launch its uh, rocket, and uh, it also got scrubbed. And yet we've got all these these companies that are putting stuff into space now. And, of course, SpaceX, I think their their launch vehicle has been launched, you know, something like 40 times. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a lot. So we're getting to the point where space is not some, it's not crazy to think that we would be out there. And it's not crazy to think that there's more than we understand. So that's important because that's going to have an impact on our consciousness here. You yeah. Know? And, yeah. and with or without contact, it's going to have an impact that we can actually be out there. Mm -hmm. And if we can be out there, other folks, other folks can be out there too. And so I don't know. It's fascinating. And the fact that, um, that we have a space force now yeah, that we're actually acknowledging like Star Trek. That's we're actually insane. acknowledging <laughs> that we have a force of, of yeah. people that are dedicated to protecting us on out there in space i mean that's uh it's been out there for 50 years it's nice that they finally put a name well, to it now. well it's like i don't know it's, yeah I'm it's, just it's, saying it's weird how well, like now what what's what's <laughs> really strange about that whole thing is how much money is being you know funneled through this these projects and stuff when we have people who aren't eating yeah, I know, man. Yeah, I get that. You know, but it's like it, I'm torn about it yep, because yep. it's like part of me is like we need mm -hmm. to explore, we need to do this, but at the same time our our humanity can't get it right to where people are okay. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like people are not okay. Maybe that's okay. a means to an end though. Maybe by us reaching out there, seeing something out there, we'll get closer in here. You know, it's uh, what's that? Uh, so, so above, so below. As above, so below. As above, so below. It's possible that we get a little closer to understanding who we are, which I think the time is is you know that's it, what they say. This is the age of Aquarius. It's happening. We're supposed to be getting closer to understanding who we are. Opens up our consciousness. Possibly that kind of level of understanding will help us take care of this bullshit that we aren't taking care of down here. Yeah, it's it's so weird how yep. you know we've got yep. so much pain and stuff going on mm -hmm. in our streets and all that. When yeah. when you go and you like we've been traveling a lot, and you go in a plane, especially at nighttime, you're flying and you're looking down and you see all this beautiful. You know, lights. There's a city right there. You can see a yeah. city over majestic there. Majestic mountains. Yeah, the, the majestic clouds. mountains and the clouds. And there's people being murdered yeah. and raped. And it's like, sure. wow, how yeah. come we can't get this right? How come there's so many people that are so 
confused and have so much spoilage in their life that they have to go and do this. And it's like people are doing that to them. They're not just doing this because they want to. They're being programmed at the same time we are, Mm -hmm. whether it's through advertising or television and being excluded from certain things. Disconnected from one another. You know, when you're seeing people that look like you being murdered by police, you know, whether the police have good intentions on trying to stop things, that's not what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't appear that way. It doesn't come off that way is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, well, we're seeing it in the news and it's happening a lot and you know, so there's gotta be Shit's got to come to a head soon. You know what I think about a lot, and I don't know if it just made sense of what we're talking about a little bit, is I talk about the James Webb a lot. I look into it a lot. Mm -hmm. Do you know that maybe 2%, maybe 20% of the people I talk to know anything about it? Yeah. Have you even looked looked at it or thought about it or knew it was up there? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, we all got lives. I get it. I just happen to be fascinated. Well, the, by there's this, even just the, a, same, the time, same amount of people don't even know what the Hubble was. Well, right. You know, right. so it's just well, like, but but while. they do know the Real Housewives of whatever. <laughs> yeah, but this is game changer stuff, yeah. man. This is like, yeah, yeah. I don't We're know. hearing things. Didn't we hear something at SETI? I don't know. I think we heard stuff. There was somebody. Somebody heard something recently. Really? Yeah. Like the wow signal? Yeah. You know that was in Ohio State? Yes. Have you heard of that? Uh-uh. Tell me. The wow signal, uh, 70s? Was it the 70s? Oh, I know what you're talking about. I used to live right by those um, satellites. Oh. Literally, I walked by my dog by them every every day <laughs> with the SETI. Yeah, um, we heard an anomaly. Broadcaster. Was, yeah. And we couldn't figure that the first time ever. Pearl? <laughs> yeah. This is way before Pearl. Was before Pearl. Yeah, I don't BP. know a whole lot more than that. Oyster. Except that we heard an anomaly that we couldn't figure out and we called it the wow signal. Yeah, that's right. And they've been they've been spitting radio waves out and listening for how many years now? Sure. Forty, fifty years, whatever it's been. Something One finally signal. came through. Yeah. And it was called they called it the wow and it was at Ohio State. Yeah. Well, I'm not surprised. You know, they have a really ad- advanced that's where, um, program. J. Allen Hynek is from. Uh-huh. Well, I used to, my lab That's used right. to be uh, located in the same lab where radar was developed. MASH? No. <laughs> O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Radar was awesome. No, One no, of my no. Friends. No. Radar. The actual radar. Oh. And wow, it, it really? was an old building in, infested with asbestos, had that smell, of the dust of old things, you yeah. know? Yeah. But uh, also, it was pretty historic to be there and launching a new technology company in the, in the shadow of the old. It God, was, it radar? Was, it was That's like cool. a huge it was, it was a very old <laughs> building with lots of electricity. <laughs> it was not on campus. It was near campus. So, yeah, very, very funny, huh? Like, it's, it's how we are as humans. What do they say? You know, you build the old temple and the old city on top of the... You build the new city on top of the old one. <laughs> and all yeah. of that, every single part of it, the wow signal, the radar, it all has to do with frequency. 
Yeah. There's waves. something there, man. I, I that frequency you, healing. There is something. When in you that. take psychedelics, you see those waves. You can see people's the vibrations coming out of people's faces when they talk. You know, there's you're t- you're tapping into a different level of consciousness that you know. I suppose that. One thing that you fear, the reason that you fear it so much is because you're never like that. You're what? You're never, never like that. You're never on that level. Oh, right. So you're tapping into something you're, you can't reach. When you're dipping your toes in the in that mm-hmm. psychedelic realm, you know, it's a very scary thing because sometimes you think, hey, I'm never going to come back. That's it. That, I think that's the biggest fear. But what's wrong with that if you don't come back? <laughs> oh, well. Uh, yeah, that is a question. I mean, I I feel like if you don't come back, you're afraid to learn. In itself, you're not. That's not a bad thing. But um, you losing by? your grip on reality is a very real problem. Yeah, and uh, you you don't. Some people don't come back from that. And you want to live in a hologram or in the fractal world the rest of your life? You know, oh, there's that. I'm know. living on a triangle. There's the machine elves. <laughs> yep, they're there, there they are again. <laughs> Just a Tuesday. I saw a photo online of uh, this these three people. They were dressed up for Halloween, and they were the machine elves. No, the the Superman, the spinny thing when those guys from krypton oh yeah oh really and it was like they were they had this white this sheet or whatever that was clear and it was pretty funny that is funny that's but anyway that's a funny machine elves are a real trip we don't need to go into machine elves we don't have enough time for machine elves right now but why does everybody see them that's bizarre well i think that the uh, mushroom that you would take would have a chemical energy signature that whenever you take it, it reacts in a way that allows you to see what is encoded in, oh, in the mushroom. machine elves are encoded in the mushroom. I think so. You need a T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Once you make one. Machine elves are encoded in, the, in mush- the mushroom. That's right. This one looks like this. Yeah. That one looks like that. Yeah, that's good. No, I think psychedelics are a fascinating topic that we should cover mm-hmm. um, separately. Um, as we discuss consciousness, um, I, I don't want to pivot from this, but we haven't talked about the death of the queen. Oh, oh! And the, and the queen. I don't think I even need to say it's Queen Elizabeth of England because she's a queen for the whole planet. To be honest, everybody knows her. Um, she's lived an extraordinary existence here. Um, on on this planet, uh, having been around for so long, and had access to so much, every corner of the earth, you know, literally, literally, and I think it's been interesting the reaction. The reaction. You guys want to comment on that? I'm going to stop talking. I want to hear your react. What you have surmised about the Queen's death and how people have reacted. My only thing I got. Is so I gave up the news a long time ago, so I didn't yeah. know much about that right away. But my mom told me, and my mom has always liked Queen Elizabeth, partly because she looks like my grandma, <laughs> and my, and she made it to ninety six, and my grandma made it to ninety eight, 
and they uh, there was some similar. Obviously, my grandma came from the tiniest town on the planet. No, 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 just her mannerisms. You know, I guess there was something to it. Yes. My mom was pretty sad about it. I mean, there has to be a connection because you have all those years. There was always Queen Elizabeth. Always. That was a constant. So there's a connection that way. That's yeah. probably all I have from it is that, you know, another big thing is gone. You know, right or wrong, it's it's gone. It's a big it's thing. A pass- it's a, it's a, sh- a passage of one generation to yeah. the next. I mean, she's one of the last vestiges of that generation and all that came before her truly it's 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 a passing of a consciousness a way of thinking about the world a way of of viewing matters of of state if you will and um she meant a great deal to a lot of people 96 what did she see yeah can you imagine i mean 96 and she was Uh, she had she was in a position of of dude of ultimate duty there's been a lot of polarizing yes views on this lady Hmm. in the last couple weeks and i think a lot of times and this goes with a lot of pop culture and news is some people take a position without educating themselves yeah you know and it's like well i mean you got a point but at the same time do you really know or are you just saying this because somebody else you like mm-hmm. says this? Right. But at the same time, those people do have a point. So, I mean, and when I say those people, I mean people who did not like her or the, the, what, well, the, sure. what they, the, the monarch represents. What she stood for, I suppose. Well, not right? nec- I don't no. think necessarily what she stood for, but what the monarch uh, represents right. like it's it's a time of domination colo- you know the kind the concept yeah. of colonialism and i do think that what the queen represented on our planet was a time where there was a, per- a parent the ultimate authority that allowed you to feel safe in a certain way allowed you to not have to make a decision because you know, the queen would be making the decision. I'm saying, I'm just speaking from a consciousness, an archetypal sense. You know, there are many archetypes that exist in our in our world, right? The archetypes of the knight, the archetypes of Arthur, King Arthur, the ar- archetype of the queen. Um, in this day and age, we actually have different archetypes. We have the hacker is an archetype, okay? The hacker didn't exist a hundred years ago. It's a new archetype. And I think, you know, uh, the explorer. The, the hacker a hundred years ago was somebody holding a stethoscope up to a, a safe. I mean, <laughs> that pro- was the probably, probably. So uh, uh, the point I'm making is we all live, you know, we talked about being programmed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagine that life is a series of archetypes and at different stages in your life, you you and you embody an archetype. So you are embodying the archetype of an artist. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you didn't maybe start out that way, but that's who you are now. Yeah. And most people, when they see you, they're like, Oh, he's an artist. And they just check the box. Mm-hmm. Okay. The queen archetype for our whole planet archetype, check the box. Mm-hmm. Who are the archetypes for our, this age, this galactic age? 
Where are they? So many of the stories, why do you think Hollywood's regurgitating so much content? Because we have not yet decided who the archetypes are for this age. Technocrat. We have not decided. That is an archetype. Yeah. We don't necessarily like it. Well, it's, it's not necessarily It's positive. also innovators, whether it's... Sure. Like Thomas Edison, as an example, is an archetype. Banksy. Tes- Tesla. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you, you think Andy about Warhol. the archetypes yeah. for our age. She is, her passing represents the death of that dominant archetype in our society. There will never be another queen. Right. There will never be one. She oh. is the last. Oh, I thought you were talking about Freddie Mercury. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying that, you know, what does that archetype look like? for this age we don't know yet but i think you know did i grieve when i learned a little bit was it for the person as much as it was for what she represented and that now she's gone we have to figure out what's next and us figuring out what's next means we have to actually go deep we have to think about who we are, who we are being, who we wish to be, and at the societal level of consciousness. You're saying we as a co- we as a, as a collective consciousness, yeah. as individuals first, because that's yeah. where the manifestation begins yeah. with you, and then at the collective level, what it what do we become? What does that next ar- archetype look like? I don't know, guys, but. I think it's pretty doggone important for us to figure that out. You think they'll be done with, uh, you think there'll never be another queen because they're, you know, the, the, the whole thing's going to kind of fade its way out. The king, the, I the, feel it's, it's going to fade. It. I feel it's going to fade out. Well, I don't think anybody's lived in Buckingham Palace and yeah. ages. I mean, uh, I guess even, even the representation. You know, of it. there was something about King Charles's speech where he didn't even recognize. The roles of half of his family. He just said, and here's to uh, Prince Harry and Meghan. He didn't, he didn't even say Prince. He said, here's to Harry and Meghan. Right. So I think it's starting to crumble. Uh, and it should, but you know, it's like. It's, it's, it's somewhat of a relic of a different age. It yeah. is. And, and the point is, we all know it. But it's hard to let go. And they need to put those people in there and joust. Well, her death. <laughs> like the video game? Yeah. Oh, gosh. With on ostriches. Yeah. Her, her death represents the, the end of that era and yeah. that the end of that way of thinking yeah. about the world. And I don't necessarily think it's bad. Um, and I'm not wishing her death, and I'm not going to pontificate <clears throat> on what, it, what she did or did not do. I'm merely saying that as a as a society, as a civilization, we've got some work to do to figure out what's next. And and now that she's gone, we have an opportunity to do, to do that. Yeah, they were all about the DNA. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they were all lizards. Let's be honest; they're all Dracos. <laughs> so we've got that. Mm-hmm. The royal bloodline. The blue bloods. 
octopi are blue, <laughs> are blue bloods too, and so are those horseshoe crabs. I'd blow my mom's head off if I said, well, Queen, Mom, now you know Queen Elizabeth <laughs> is a lizard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a whole, her. yeah, it, it's I'm funny. Not talking to you when you're on social media and you, you know, you see the stories about her, mm-hmm. Inevitably, you click on something thinking it's innocent, and then mm-hmm. you get this reptilian yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah. and you're like, "Oh gosh!" Well, it's interesting. Um, All right, we're gonna wrap well, it up. I want to say that that last bit was a just for fun. I I wanted to to talk about the you know the archetypes, and I'm with you. And, I hadn't and thought where about we it are, like that. Where I we really are, it's much bigger. It's it's much bigger than just well the archetypes that we have now are. Um, like pop culture, Michael Jackson. Yeah, are they more self-serving? Are they are they uh, smaller? No, the archetype of Michael Jackson would be the isolated child um, protege that never matures into well, a man. You know, so when I think about archetypes, it's 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 bigger than a, an individual. You know. Well, like when I say the Michael Jackson, I'm talking about people who are famous. Okay. You know what I mean? For, like f- for music, maybe. It's what people no, not just for music, right. for, for everything. Doctors. We have a show on TV called The Doctors. You know, it's like uh, some some people want to go into medicine for everything other than to treat people. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna go into medicine because I'm gonna make a lot of fucking dough. Right. You know, I'm right. going to go, I'm going to, a lot of people who are very talented, and this is what I, I tell my child, is like, and we, what's, what's so amazing about her is she could literally go on some of these shows like The Voice or American Idol, and she could win. And I'm like, why don't you do that? She's like, because I don't want to be famous like that. Mm-hmm. I yeah. want to, I want to be able to make do. And make do doing what I love. That's nice. Damn, that's kind of brilliant. It is. But I got to say, that's not what I'm talking about with an archetype. It's much bigger. And I love the idea that she's humble. She wants to serve people with her gift, right? She wants to give people joy with her gift. And wow, like, look. Look at what you raised. I mean, that's amazing. That's We're all here. You bring joy with your gift. You know, you do. I mean, golf. (laughs) <laughs> golf sorry I'm a little frisky slingshots <laughs> with slingshots yeah, yeah I give the world slingshots you give the world crazy shit they don't know they need <laughs> yeah that's the artist and so the artist is an enduring archetype <laughs> well okay so now how does that differ so if we're gonna do that archetype you're saying artist that's pretty general to be an archetype he's saying famous people Oh, I think famous people that could archety- be it could be an archetype, but you well, know when, when you drill down deeper, it's bigger? it's something more. Um, I think famous people can be an archetype. Yeah, just in general, someone seeking fame, because right. that's that's been around for a long time, and it's not new, right? You're I talking about what are new archetypes? I don't. Yes, I'm. I'm trying to say that. Some are so some are passing away. Some are not uh no longer interesting to us. 
And, and some are, are, I mean, the famous one's still there. I don't know if that's going to go away for a while. But I think the artist one has endured for centuries. I don't think that one's going on, away. But it, it, I think it kind of started in the Renaissance. Right. So the idea of that mad artist um, mm -hmm. was embodied by da Vinci. That started at that time. So that's still enduring. But like, mm -hmm. what is it now? And or what's the new ones you're saying? Yes, I don't the know the answer. The hacker makes sense to me. The that hacker is just an example know. of Yeah, but one. that's a good one. I've heard yeah. that before, yeah. That's a new one. So is she famous or is she TikTok famous? Oh. I mean, there's yeah. like there's like levels of fame. Yeah, right. I mean, there's some, pe <laughs> some people, it's like they they walk around with uh, thinking that this is, this is my goal is to be famous. There's people that like – rob banks and murder people just to be famous right you know so that that's Notoriety. a generalization that's a general I'd archetype say serial killer is an archetype that uh, emerged uh i guess when jack the ripper jack the ripper and the guy from the world's fair in chicago that that serial killer archetype is a new one too mm. So again, when, oh, you know, we've got some good ones. We got some good ones to talk about <laughs> later, hacker, but hacker, serial killer. killer. I'm trying to think of some positive ones. And yeah. I'm, having, I'm struggling. <laughs> but thank you for indulging Hippie. that conversation. Hippies and archetype. Um, those are dying too, by the yeah, way. Right. Like a lot of them. It it just seems that I'll I'll end with this. I'll so say can you that be a hippie hacker? Maybe two archetypes? You can be a serial-killing hacker, hippie. hippie, if you want. <laughs> Manson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Nice. So I, I think the next um, archetypes will be something related to AI and, um, you know, humanoids and transhumanism type things. Also, you know, the person that... Uh, you know, not just the astronaut, because that's an old, that's an archetype from the 60s, right? But uh, folks who, who want to live off planet, don't want to come back. Oh, yeah. So you start to think about, you know, what are some of the new ones for the galactic age, which I think we're in now. Um, I, I, I think mad scientist is another one. Space, um, space pilot, yeah. whatever you would call that, but somebody yeah. that is... Absolutely. You know, a pilot in space or ah, Han Solo. You, YouTuber. <laughs> Han Solo. Han Solo there is it an is. archetype from the 70s, the smuggler, ast galactic a smuggler. Asteroid miner. Yeah, there you go. So, you know, we could have a lot of fun with a this. nomad. And maybe we should. Nomad. Yeah, certainly. Van lifer. Digital yeah. nomad. There, There's a lot of these. That's a really good one. Prepper. That's a really good one. Prepper's another one. Off-grid pre uh -huh. prepper. Uh -huh. that's, that's an archetype. That's they another one. Well, maybe yeah, they did. Yeah, there's been preppers oh, for a long Oh, yeah. Time. That's probably right. <laughs> that's, that's how we got there's the... has been a lot of holes, Doug. That's how we got the ice machine, you know, like the freezer. Oh, really? Yeah, pe well, people were prepping. Yeah. Like, well, man, we true. need to save this meat for later. <laughs> <laughs> we might need it. It's hot in this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Get me some ice. <laughs> well, I guess we'll wrap this. Urban farmer. This that's Ooh, another one. There's a good one. Yeah. Hipster. Hipster. Yeah. That's another one. Hipster. Now right. that you guys are rolling, you can yeah. you can see it now. G. We need a whole that's, new you know, a new like tarot a, deck with all these archetypes on it. Gangster. 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 Mm -hmm. So 
to wrap up this episode on consciousness, I'll say that when you have your archetypes, put them in the comment section. Please do. Yeah. We'd love yeah, to right. hear keep, what you have to say. Let's do it. And then let's say to you, um, keep it classy, stay in the gray area and stay curious. Good night.